Greetings, and welcome to the Get Hiking Southeast podcast. I'm Joe Miller, and I'll be leading this adventure. Why me? Why am I at the front of the pack? Well, for the last decade or so, I've been leading hikes and backpack trips in the Southeast, and for nearly three decades, I've been writing about adventure in the region as a newspaper columnist, guidebook author, and as a blogger. Our focus in the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, telling the stories of the hikers and the trails, especially those lesser-known trails in the southeastern United States. In Tennessee, the U.S. Forest Service has issued a restriction on camping in any given spot to 14 consecutive days in the Chattahoochee and Oconee National Forests. Quote, prohibiting camping in excess of 14 days within any 30-day time period will ensure the campsites are vacated and available at least every 14 days to provide use and enjoyment for as many members of the public as possible. Prior to this forest order, some visitors extended their stay in the National Forest by relocating to a nearby area, only to rotate and return to the previously occupied site, in effect becoming semi-permanent occupants on public National Forest system lands. Another reason for the forest order? The Chattahoochee-Oconee National Forest is experiencing record visitation, as are so many other public lands, drawing more than 3 million people every year. So just remember... Visiting the Chattahoochee-Oconee National Forest is like visiting the in-laws. You're welcome to come, just don't overstay your visit. In Tennessee, permits for collecting ramps, which is a kind of onion but with a little more culinary cachet, are now being issued in the Teleco Ranger District of the Cherokee National Forest. The permits, for either personal use or sale, will be issued through May 13th. Permits will not be issued or sold on Thursdays, which apparently is the Sabbath for members of the Allium species. Quote, Quote from the Forest Service, Ramps are a type of wild onion, or leek, with a natural range that extends across most of eastern United States. Within Tennessee, ramps are known to occur at scattered locations across the state, but have concentrated occurrences in the eastern mountainous portion of the state. Plants are harvested in the early spring throughout the southern Appalachian Mountains. The species is locally common to the Cherokee National Forest within high elevation, rich forested habitats. However, ramps are considered to be in decline across the range due to overharvesting and are listed as critically imperiled in Tennessee by NatureServe. Finally, If you're planning any outings in South Carolina's Francis Marion or Sumter National Forest, the fire danger rating, as of April 5th, is very high. Mostly, this is a reminder to check the fire danger rating for wherever you might be headed, especially if you're contemplating a campfire, as we've already had several wildfires this year. To find out the current fire danger rating where you are and where you're headed, you can check the Fire Weather Intelligence Portal. Though a product of the State Climate Office of North Carolina, you can check on the fire danger rating throughout the region at the FWIP. You'll find a link to the portal in our show notes. And that is the news for this week. So, for at least the last 10 years or so, it has become increasingly difficult, especially in the spring and in the fall, to find trails that aren't that crowded. Now, especially if you're going to some of the the more popular trailheads, um, places with visitor centers, um, 
kind of the places that, that people tend to congregate, people that maybe aren't avid hikers, um, but they know there's a visitor center, they know there must be trails there. Last 10 years, spring and fall, they get pretty crowded, and it's sometimes difficult, uh, even on some of the um, lesser trails that go out from these visitor centers and main trailheads, it's hard to find a little peace and solitude, which is what we're out there for anyway. So, yeah, gradually, maybe 10 years, uh, that um, visitation has, has increased, uh, not significantly um, every year until the last two years. Now, we all know that the pandemic, uh, for at least the first probably six months of 2020 of the pandemic, being outside was considered about the only thing you could do that was safe. So we saw a huge influx of people, and that influx has pretty much stuck with us. So a couple numbers here. Um, NC State Parks in 2021, they had 22.8 million visitors to their 41 parks. That was up from 20 million in 2022. 10 of the parks had a million visitors uh, minimum, and 28 of the state parks reported higher attendance than in the previous year. Uh, similar in Virginia, they had 7.9 million visitors in 2021. That was an increase over uh, 2020 of 1.5% and a 15% increase over 2019. Um, Blue Ridge Parkway, a record 15.9 million visitors last year. Great Smoky Mountains, 14.1 million, also a record. Those two were the number one and number two most frequently visited uh, national parks in 2021. Up in Shenandoah as well, uh, as evidenced by the recent implementation of a permit system to hike at Old Rag. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how to avoid the masses that are currently f uh, flocking back to the trails now that we're getting this great spring-like weather. And um, on the good side and the bad side, at least in the central Piedmont of North Carolina, it has been a pretty remarkable spring so far, um, which means a lot more people out. However, if you know where to look, how to look, when to look, you can find trails that are less traveled. For instance, go out early. So most parks open at 8 a.m., some at dawn, which it would be earlier. Dawn, you know, occurring sometime right now, and this is April 5th, between roughly 20 to 7 and 7 o'clock. Um, if you go out early, the chill spring mornings tend to keep people away, so it doesn't start warming up into a comfortable range for a lot of people until, I don't know, maybe 11 in the morning. So if you're heading out between dawn and 11, you can pretty much have the trails to yourself. And Sunday mornings, also very good. Uh, you don't have to get out quite as early, but people tend not to hit the trails on a Sunday until probably uh, about one o'clock or so. You can also hike late. So most parks right now close at 8, 8, 8 p.m. Some at dusk. Dusk again, there's a, some leeway there. Uh, sunset is officially, today at least, at 7.38 p.m. Twilight lasts until 8. So, you know, you're probably safe assuming that dusk ends right now around 8 o'clock if you're in one of those dawn-to-dusk parks. If, you, um, if you're going to a, a state park, a park that's fairly popular, then you can start looking for the, the crowds to start thinning out 
usually between about 4.30 and 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, people tend to like to take advantage of the, the heat of the day in spring, which is early to mid-afternoon. And especially on a Sunday, stuff to do, get ready for the coming week. People are clearing out a little bit earlier. So if you head out at 4.30, 5 o'clock, then... Um, and the park doesn't close until 8, you know, you're looking at at least three hours of, of time on the trail. Now, if you are going out late, be sure to take a headlamp with you because even if you don't plan to finish in the dark, well, uh, you may end up finishing in the dark otherwise. You may get distracted. Uh, you may spend a little bit more time on the trail than you anticipated. Uh, so it's always good to take a headlamp. You probably won't need it, but boy, if you do, you're going to be glad you've got it. Um, you can use a, a, the flashlight on a smartphone, which comes in in a pinch, but generally it's a good idea to take a headlamp with you. Now, the headlamp won't be necessary if you plan realistically, and that is take a look at when sunset is. Also take a look at the trail you'll be hiking, how long it is, about what your pace is, and you don't have to do a you know, a big calculation about this, but get a good sense of what your hiking pace is, how far you're going to go, how hard the trail is, and uh, make sure that you have a, a comfort of finishing within a half hour at least of sunset. So just, you know, plan realistically, um, and you should be able to hike later in the day without any issues. So, as we talked about earlier, a lot of the crowds tend to gravitate to the main trailheads. So how do you identify a main trailhead? Well, the biggest, uh, um, one of the biggest things to avoid is a trailhead that has an address. Because if people can easily find the address, they'll just plug it into their smartphone and they're pretty easy to find. So with the trails that uh, we hike with Get Hiking, I would say maybe half of them have an address. Um, just try to avoid anything that's that easy to find. So not having an address is a big plus. Another big plus is to have a trailhead that isn't developed, that doesn't have a visitor center, uh, for instance, and the big attraction of a visitor center is restrooms. Um, people <laughs> people uh, that sign up for hikes with us, one of the first things they want to know is whether there's a restroom at the trailhead, and if there's not, how close is the nearest restroom that they should stop at before they come to the hike. So, uh, restrooms are probably the biggest draw to a trailhead, as is paved, uh, paved road is also big. Um, a lot of people don't like to take their precious cars off of the main road, and um, they, they prefer to stick to paved roads. So even a paved road that's got like roadside gravel parking, uh, the Mountains to Sea Trail, which runs through the triangle here for about 120 miles. It's got a lot of access points, but a lot of those, they are uh, roadside parking on gravel. And uh, we hike a lot of those trails and tend not to see many people. And the people that we do see generally are more avid hikers. And um, so there, you, you just don't see nearly as many people out there. So avoid paved roads. Also good to know. Um, so, again, the park hours change. They're open later. Right now, they're even, uh, right now in North Carolina, there are some 
parks that are open as late as 9 p.m., and that will change to 10 p.m. in, in several spots uh, once May hits. Uh, Virginia, again, sticks to the dawn to dusk. County min and municipal parks, also most of them are on a dawn to dusk schedule. And often with a park that's not gated, if they say dawn to dusk, they're being kind of squishy there because they don't really have a good way to enforce it. So you don't want to be there too far after dark. But on the other hand, it's not like you've got to vacate um, immediately once the sun goes down. There's a little bit of squishiness there. But again, if they've got a gate and they can close it, you want to be out of the park. Uh, little hint on the gate thing. Uh, state parks in North Carolina, if you're not... Um, Generally, someone shows up about 10 minutes before a gate's supposed to close. Uh, usually a ranger, uh, and they'll hang out until the park is supposed to close. If there are still cars in the lot, say 5 or 10 minutes after closing, they will do a, a check on the license plate, and they'll call the number that's associated with the plate. If they can't get any satisfaction from that, then they will... Um, they'll head out down the trail to see if, if there's some sort of an issue. They really don't like to do that, understandably. So, uh, obey the, the, the open and close uh, hours, especially when you're dealing with gated um, public lands. Um, national forests, with some exceptions, they don't have posted hours, so it's not, not as big of an issue. And again, one last thing, with those posted hours, if you are there after the posted hours, you technically are trespassing. Okay, we've already touched on this a little bit, but again, good to avoid the main trails. And again, those are uh, trails that originate from visitor centers, from spots that are easy to get to. Now, that doesn't mean you have to avoid those trails altogether because oftentimes you'll find that there are back access points to, um, to some of these locations thinking of Pilot Mountain State Park here in North Carolina, there is, the main access is, um, there's a new visitor center, which is at the base of the mountain. There's also uh, parking up at the top, and that's where most people go, mainly because you don't have to expend a lot of energy to enjoy great views from the start. So um, people, that's where people tend to go. But there it, are access points um, there's a bike and bridle trailhead on the south side of the mountain at the flank. You can pick up the mountain loop trail, and that will take you around the base of the mountain, and you can also catch trail that takes you up to the top. And there are very few people that you'll see on, on that trail. There's also a new trailhead, Pilot Creek, which is on the north side of the mountain. Same thing, there's about a, oh, maybe a two-and-a-half-mile trail that leads to the base of the mountain. Gorgeous trail. Hardly ever see anybody on it. So take a look at the uh, park map. Take a look, even a PDF, it will show you some of these secondary access points. Sometimes, too, you can look at a Google map and you can figure out um, where some of the secondary access points are. Uh, just, and just because it's a popular trail doesn't mean necessarily it's a great trail. It just means that it's a trail that's pretty easy to get to. So... Um, yeah, by all, uh, do what you can to avoid the most popular trails. And sometimes it can be hard to, to know which are the most popular. Uh, often if you call the ranger office and you say you're looking for a trail that's a little more off the beaten path, they will 
gladly direct you toward some of these trails because on the weekends, especially right now, parking has become a huge issue and anything that they can do to disperse the, um, the visitors, uh, they will do. So, you know, call or stop by if you happen to be there. Um, just stop by and say, hey, where's, where's a trail I can hike that I'm not going to see a whole lot of people? And they will gladly let you know. Another thought here is to avoid trail networks that are in or near urban areas. So at the start of the pandemic in 2020, there were 29 state parks in North Carolina that had to close, 12 of which remained open. And you can guess the ones that, were, uh, that remained open were nowhere near urban areas. And, and often, it's not like they have to be real far from an urban area. Um, for one, if, if you can look at a, if there's a park that you want to hike, if you look and if it's not on the way to anywhere, uh, and it's not a place that people are just likely to stumble upon, that's going to be a pretty good option for, um, for a hike that, that, uh, you don't see a lot of people on. Um, that's kind of the case with Medic Mountain State Park here in North Carolina. It's only about an hour's drive from Raleigh, but it's really not on the way to anywhere, so uh, it's one of the least visited state parks. And yet it's a gorgeous park. It's got, I think, 12 miles, 13 miles of trail. It's also got some multi-use trail, but the hiking only trail is, uh, is great. And it's great any time of year. And again, you'll pretty much have it to yourself. So that is pretty much it. Uh, some quick tips on avoiding the spring crowds. I think we have another really nice weekend coming up. Uh, we hiked this past weekend on a section of the MST, the Mountains to Sea Trail in North Carolina, that was uh, in Durham County. And generally, um, especially right now, it being the, the peak of spring right here, the peak of the spring wildflower season, we showed up and I think we saw maybe five other people on the trail and this was on a, a five and a half mile hike so uh doesn't have an address it's got a, a gravel parking lot um and not a lot of people know about it but it's a fabulous hike so doodle little noodling around um and if you want a little extra help on how to make that happen uh wrote a book at the beginning of the pandemic called explore your neighborhood and it's a quick book. It's just got some um, some short tips on how to identify places that are close to you that uh, you can hike, places that you might not know about, and then also how to find some of these back entrances. So explore your neighborhood, and I will include a link to that in our show notes. So that is our short show for this week. Um, hope you're able to get out this weekend, and hope you're able to get out and not see another hiker. So Thanks again, and get out! Well, that's our show for this week. I hope you liked it and that you'll be back. In the meantime, a reminder that the Get Hiking Southeast podcast is a part of the Get Hiking and Get Backpacking universe, where instead of just telling you about great places to go, we take you there. To learn about everything we do and every place we go, go to getgoingnc.com and click on Explore With Us. 
If you like what we're doing here at the Get Hiking Out Southeast podcast, please do leave a review with the podcast vendor from whom you receive this weekly communication. And if you don't like it, or if you have some constructive criticism, or perhaps a topic for an upcoming episode, drop us a line at joe at getgoingnc.com. That's joe at getgoingnc.com. Until we meet again, get out and explore. Thank you.